What's up, guys? Welcome to the Granger Smith Podcast, episode 26. How are you guys doing? Everyone staying good out there? Podcast world, YouTube world, you staying safe? And when I say safe, I mean mentally safe. I think, I think this, the threat of, of depression and anxiety is real, and I think it in my non-scientific opinion, it outweighs um, many other dangerous viruses in the world. Uh, anxiety is a killer, and um, that is a fact. And so stay, you have to stay, let me put it this way. There is a glass, and it has liquid in it, and it is exactly even top to bottom. The, the liquid is right in the middle, and you know what I'm getting at. You could easily be a half full or a half empty guy, and th- both of you would be right. This is no one knows what the heck is going on out there right now, and so just choose to be half full, or at least try to spread a little half fullness to your friends, especially on social media. Don't don't weaponize fear. I mean, that's that's a good way to say it. Don't don't weaponize fear. There's no reason to use fear. Uh, for clickbait or for um, good conversation with your friends. We don't know. This whole thing might just go away in, in 30 days. It might be gone. It might not. It might be, it, we might deal with this for years, but why, why scare people with that? All that being said, I'm not working. I'm not touring, but what I do have is Yee Yee Apparel and that has typically been the sponsor of all these podcasts. And it's, it's never been more important than right now. Um, Yee Yee Apparel is literally my touring company. Yee Yee Apparel is keeping the lights on in the touring company. It's allowing uh, my band and crew to come in, keep their jobs, and also make a little extra working shipping out um, Yee Yee Apparel. It's pretty cool. And um, we're very blessed to have this other entity that allows the touring guys that are desperate for work to go and, um, and get a little, get a few hours in. We have this shirt of the month t-shirt subscription, and it's a perfect way. If you're wondering how to support my guys, this is very much a family run business. Uh, go, go grab you a shirt of the month, sign up for that. We're, we have legitimately have really cool shirts. I'm wearing one of them for those of you that are watching this. I'm wearing, I believe this is March. But uh, I love these shirts, and it's a really cool thing. You just sign up, and then you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get a shirt the first of every month in your mailbox. And we know the UPS. I mean, excuse me. We know that the uh, whatever it's called, the mail, <laughs> the national mail. What's it called? We know that that the USPS. We know USPS is gonna run no matter what. So uh, that being said, that is the sponsor of this podcast today, and this is gonna be a fun one. I have. One of my favorite people in the world going to come on the podcast today. He's also probably one of the most interesting people in my circles. And I'm, I'm a musician, so I know some strange, interesting people. This guy's definitely strange and interesting. And um, it, part of that is his, his career path is very interesting. It's not, it's not your normal career path. Robert Turkla of Lunkers TV is who I'm talking about. One of the biggest freshwater fishing channels on YouTube very successful at what he does. He's come about it in a roundabout way, and I'm going to get him on the phone right now. 
All right. I'm rolling. Robert, what's up? I'm here for you. What's going on? Why do you always say I'm here for you? I don't know, because I like to be here for people. Because right now, I'm stuck in my house, standing at a flag. That's literally what I'm doing right now. I'm watching my flag wave. Okay. There's nothing else to do right now. I don't even know how to film a video right now. How are you filming videos right now? <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about making a series that just starts with day one and then goes on to day 28. <laughs> People would watch it. So, are you going fishing still? No, I'm not. I've actually decided I'm not going to leave my house at all. Because that's what they just put out, right? 28 days we got to stay here? Yeah. Didn't Governor Abbott put it out? Yeah. So, you're up north, north Texas, and I'm down central. Um, we seem yeah. to be a little behind you guys constantly. The Dallas Fort Worth area is, is doing things faster than. Um, Austin, surprisingly, actually. I know, it's kind of random. You guys are a little bit more liberal down there. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? This is like prime time fishing, and you're not doing it. No, it is prime time fishing. Like, when I see the, when I see the trees start budding, I know that the bass are spawning, and then now I'm literally stuck in my house. I don't know. Imagine when this is all over, what's going what's gonna to be like. People are going to be going crazy. They're going to go, ah, dang. I hope, I hope, I hope come near the month it's just all over with and this was just a big funny joke. I know. Do you think I'll ever tour again, ever? Do I think you'll ever tour again? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I hope so. I read something the other day that was talking about big concerts and stuff that may not happen all the way through uh, fall. And, well, I really hope you do because I really want to hear those vocal chords. I really enjoy drinking beer and just listening to you sing. So, I hope so. <laughs> Well, we could do that as long as we're practicing social distancing. We could, you know, like be six feet apart and I could still sing. And you can drink beer. Yeah, I, know. I know. It's not as fun. I like to get up there and, you know, I, can't, I won't be able to grab the same mic as you. I was watching, I was watching Ozark today and they were doing... Have you watched that yet? No. By the way, have you watched Ozark? Oh no. God, you're so lucky. You have three great seasons to watch. And uh, <laughs> you're lucky you get to watch that. So, uh, okay. Man, I, I was thinking about it. This is what my mind was going. I was like, man, all these people are in this big gathering at this, on TV. I was like, well, are we ever going to do that again? Are people going to be so weird, worried? And how are you going to sing with a face mask on? Imagine how muffled that'll sound. I don't know, man. You're, uh, you make good points. I mean, I, I was telling my band yesterday, I was like, guys, I mean, don't get your hopes up. We used to, think, we used to hope that we'd play in June. I have, I have yeah. no idea now. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm still wondering, if the thing's so bad, why are they still flying? I'm wondering the same thing. You could actually buy flights to Europe right now. Why is that? But that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you still fly? Why are there still flights coming in? If it's that bad, then that doesn't make any sense. Do you, do you have any old military connections that ever give you kind of insight on what's going on or Pentagon people or something oh, like that? No, no, not right now. Everybody's pretty much on lockdown. All those guys in the military are probably enjoying themselves because they're getting paid no matter what. Cause now they're just going to sit home and they don't have to go into work and do all the dumb stuff all day. Are you still getting paid, YouTube? Uh, on YouTube? Yeah. yeah it's cut down uh, a lot. Like a lot. I hope it doesn't last for a couple months. That would really suck. So, so why did you decide to do YouTube as a career? And like, what what point did you say, you know what, 
I, I'm going to do this and nothing else. I'm going to fish. Oh, uh, that's actually kind of interesting. Uh, I didn't really start. Like, I, was, I was selling cars. I figured out the army, and I was drinking way too much. And then I quit selling cars one day really randomly. Like, I was drinking way too much. Like, my face was, like, red at all times. It was fast. And then I realized, man, I can do YouTube videos because then it would make me stop drinking because then I can't be drunk on, on video. That's pretty much what it was. Come on. That was a real story. True story. My buddy uh, told me I should make YouTube videos. And so I started making YouTube videos. And then I, I don't know, no one in the fishing world was doing daily videos. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And then I started doing daily videos. I got made fun of a bunch at the beginning for, for like showing people how to make toast and stuff like that. What year was that? That was in 20. Okay. And you told me that you, you didn't even really know how to fish that well before you started the oh, channel. No, no, no. no, I was terrible. No, I was terrible. I had, uh, no, no, no. I was really bad. Didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I was just really fishing just to fish. And then... Apparently, people like to watch people that know what they're doing. So pretty much everything I've learned has been through uh, day one of YouTube videos. Now. That's probably why it's so popular, because no one wants to see a know-it-all. Yeah, I'm definitely not a know-it-all. Even the other day, I mean, I know a bit more than I did five years ago, but uh, it's because if you think about it, I, I would assume on a serious note, in five years, I've probably fished over a thousand times. Yeah. Over a thousand days of fishing in five years. Actually, it's probably, probably closer to like 1,100 or 1,200. It's that law of mastery or whatever. You've mastered fishing. You're, you're the best fisherman I've ever been with in my life. Well, I appreciate that. That's, I don't know how many people you fish with, but I will take that. <laughs> <from here. laughs> I mean, and the reason it's such a crazy question is because how many people would say, screw it, I'm just going to quit my job and just fish on YouTube? I mean, that, that's like the ultimate man dream but you actually did it, and then you were really successful with it. I got really lucky, uh, to be honest. I just came in at the right time. I met the right people, uh, me and the boys, and then we kind of just grew together really fast. I think I think me starting the whole daily thing got them kind of motivated to change the way they were doing their stuff, and then they kind of once everybody started doing stuff that wasn't so especially in the niche market. But if you could uh, make it to where everybody can be kind of relatable to it, like showing your daily life, then that's when the market took off, to be honest. That's actually what really started propelling is not is when, not really when I started doing it, but when everybody else started making daily videos as well. And then you were the one they found. What, so what, so, what, so, what, so when, when you... Found? Well, I mean, yeah. because you were doing it before them, obviously. Yeah, I was, but they, they had a little... The other guys I was... I messed with all the, all the green guys. They had, a, they had quite a bit of head thought on me. So, when you say the guys, you're talking about the Guggen guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There was a couple of the bigger YouTubers that were fishing at the time. But the thing is, is, like, when everything started changing, like, the way that YouTube... YouTube is, like, an, it's always changing. You have to evolve, and you have to be, like, a chameleon on YouTube. Like, you got to be able to mold the surroundings. And some of the people that were big on YouTube when it came to fishing, they could not adapt. Then it kind of fell off. And that's kind of what has happened over the years. That's why you see... Like, I saw doing so much fishing stuff, and I brought in hunting, and I brought in dumb stuff. And I need a flare that has his own damn farm. Like, people, you can't just fish, or you'll die. Yeah. yeah. So how did you guys get together originally, the Guggen guys? 
I made a, I sent, how it all started was I sent, back in the day, I sent a, so Flair, John, and Perry, y'all kind of knew each other a little bit before, and they kind of got a couple collabs, but then I sent Flair a, a Twitter DM, and on Twitter, I was, my other account was verified, so he answered it, and the only reason why he said he answered is because I was verified and I wasn't a random person, Yeah. and he flew down, and he fished with me for a couple days, and me and him chatted, and then we started getting all the guys together. And then we all started working in our little circle, and we didn't really work with anybody outside of our circle. It's pretty much how it all got started. So you so, started it. I wouldn't say I started. I, I, I like to say we started it as a group. It was a group effort. That's crazy, man. I mean, I know I'm a country singer, and that sounds cool, but fishing for a living, I mean, that that's seriously, that's like the man dream of America. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I'll, I'll never complain. If anybody hears me complain about that, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, fishing, I like, I like hunt elk, and I like business. I like business just as much as I do anything else. Yeah, you're really good at business. So, what, so that's, that brings me to why did you, you've made this decision a couple times to stay with YouTube and not go pro. Yeah. But now you're kind of debating it again? Yeah, I go back and forth. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll do it at some point. I don't know exactly when I'm going to do it, especially now. Hell, I don't even know when there'll ever be another, because right now they cancel all tournaments and shit, so. Uh, I, I, I'll do it at some point just because I need to check it off my list. Uh, I will, I'm going to be, I'm, I already told myself whenever I go to do it, I'm going to be, like any winnings I ever get, I'm just going to donate it for charity. It's because I won't be doing it for money at that point. I'll just be doing it just to basically win and kind of check that off my box and kind of go off do something else. And that would build Lunkers TV. It'd build credibility more, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be a little bit more validity, I think. We had a lot of people that talked. That's the funny thing about how it all started. A lot of people talked terrible about us for like the first, I would say, two and a half to three years of the entire thing. And then once we started really taking over all of the stuff, then they kind of stopped. So this is, this is basically the final nail in the coffin in my eyes. Yeah. So that would be our and then you got into storage buying. How did that start? <laughs> uh, I actually had my original account on this website called Storage Treasures. I made it back in 2011 before I went to Afghanistan. I made it because I was, I was watching that Sarah show on TV, and I was like, man, I really want to do that. That looks like fun. And I was sitting at Sarah's store probably four months ago, and there had been a gentleman came in that was talking about it, and I overheard him talking about it, and I asked him about it. And that kind of spurred my interest to do it. So, and being a YouTuber, I was like, I bought the first unit I found that had something cool in it. I could see that there was a dirt bike in the back. And I was like, I want that unit. So for those of you that don't know what he's talking about, he's, you buy storage units. And I didn't know. I mean, I've seen, I've seen the, the reality TV a little bit about it. But I didn't really know much about that business world, that there's people that make a living Buying oh, yeah. abandoned, right? Abandoned storage units that... that yeah, they're, yeah, they're basically ones that people haven't paid for or the person passes or they go to jail. Um, that's pretty much it. So then the, the tenant, the owner of the, of the facility, they just put them up for auction? Yep. They have like a, I think it's like a 60-day window. They have, a, they have to put a 30-day public notice out and then they have to give the uh, original tenant 30 days to pay. And if they don't pay, then they just put them up for auction. And you get to see it before you buy it? Yeah, online you get to see them for like, 
20 seconds? You look at what you're looking in there, and and over over the time I've linked up with a guy that's really he's been doing it for like 20 years, so it's kind of made it real easy for me to pinpoint. That's why I was able to pick up that fraudulent unit uh, a couple weeks ago. Dude, okay, so that that is crazy. So he got this channel, Lunkers TV. You know, it's about fishing and hunting, but one of the, one of the amazing videos has nothing to do with either one of those things. It's you catching this lady in fraud. I watched the whole thing. It was good. It was good television. Like, it was really, it's really good. Like, I, I was just like, I can't put my phone down. I'm watching this episode. So they staged the unit. You said, you said you get to see a unit for 15 to 20 seconds. And then these people staged the unit to make it look like it was really valuable. When in reality, it was just like a few decent things in the front and then junk in the back that was in really nice boxes. Yeah, exactly. Well, so these were bought online. So I bought one in December and I got, it just went back all the way back to December and we bought one the week prior online from the same complex. I didn't even realize that I was sitting there drinking whiskey one night, just scrolling through them, just pretty much what I do every night just to see what's going on. And I found one that looked good and I clicked on it and I noticed, man, this is good looking. And I realized the storage complex where it was and then I was like, holy shit, this is all the things. And I go back to the previous two that we had bought that we had lost our ass on. I was like, oh my God, they're staged. And then that's when we opened it up and I knew instantly. That's why I went in there knowing what it was, but I was kind of like hoping that I was wrong. But and a lot of people don't know this. I've actually talked to the owner. That lady was fired. She lost her job. And I'm actually going to be working with storage treasures here in while all this stuff's done to help them fight the whole uh fraudulent stuff. I'm going to actually do an entire series on how to find it and find it so people stop it. So that's a big thing, huh? That fraud? That's huge. Yeah. God. So, did, so what ended up happening yeah. with that that instance? Did you lose money or did you get it back? No, I got, I got my money back. Instantly. Like, she instantly gave me the... Because I, I, I told myself going in there, I didn't care if it was going to cost me five grand to buy it. I was going to overpay just to prove a point. I knew I'd give my money back, and that's what I had. I overpaid for that unit. I paid seventeen hundred fifty, and she gave it back instantly. Um, and she also repaid grants for the, the week prior. The owner did. So, Dude. I don't know. It, it was it was interesting. Um, I, I promise you, we'll find more. I, I know one hundred percent. We find them all the time. It happened to me in New York when I bought that storage con, the storage unit one, or the uh, excuse me, not storage unit one, the comic one. Oh yeah, yeah. So. So, do you have to be a member of some website that you get to see these for sale storage units? Yeah, you, I mean, it's, you don't have to be a member on it, but you get ten percent off of your member. If okay. you buy units in bulk, you definitely want to be a member because it saves a lot. Yeah, and with this crazy virus thing, no one wants to be going through storage units right now, probably, huh? <laughs> no, no. It'll, in two months or whenever it's over with, there'll be a giant mess of them. There's a lot of money to be made in storage. Like a lot. If you buy it correctly, you can make a lot of money. But that's like one of America's secret talents is putting all their junk in storage units and forgetting about it. Yeah. You should see, dude. You should see some of the stuff we found. There was one in Atlanta when I bought the comic unit that had six gun safes in it. In Atlanta, and I didn't even know. And it was going for this at the time for thirteen grand. And the only reason why I didn't buy it is because I just spent thirteen grand on another unit. They had six what? Six gun safes. It was like 
What? So I, I told you that some of these people, they go to jail and stuff like that, or they die, and people forget about their, that kind of stuff. Well, this, the unit, when we, when we, what we call, like, um, like, gauging the unit, like, we kind of can tell the story, which, what's going on there. It had so much expensive furniture, had all this expensive stuff in it. So the guy was probably in jail for a white-collar crime, and no one can get his stuff out. That's the only thing we can come up with. Everything inside there is so expensive. But that's what's kind of fun about it. Dang. Like, uh, Thin little treasure chest. You never know what's in them. In my whole plan with that one was to load up all the safes in a U-Haul truck and drive them back to Texas. So, because if I would have opened them inside of Georgia, and there would have been like a suppressor or something inside the safe, then it would have been a federal offense of transferred across state lines. Right. So I would have transferred it back to Texas and opened it there. Then I'm in Texas. So I would have never known what was inside the safe. Okay. So what was in it? I know. I didn't buy the units. Oh, you didn't buy it. The, no, not not that one. All the safes I found so far always had drugs. Dildos and trucks. <laughs> in a safe? So in a safe? Like a gun safe? Yeah. yeah, dude. You find there's so much weird. It's always, like I promise you, 90% of the time you're going to find drugs in a safe. Almost every time. Actually, every time I've actually had a safe, there's been drugs in the matter of fact. 100% of the time so far. So, Everything from like needles and uh, um, what's that stuff people use? Juice to get big? Um, steroids? <laughs> one one thing I bought that had a bunch of steroids and needles, always pills and weed and buy everything you could think of. Oh my gosh, dude! So how do you even? First of all, how do you even open a safe? Where do you go about doing that? Have fun with it. No, you pride them. So you have so much fun. Anywhere you can think of, you open them up. We push them off the top of buildings. We've done everything. <laughs> dude. Because the thing is, you can call it. If it's a nice safe, then we'll probably call in a locksmith to pick it and then. Open it, but I haven't found a safe that's worthy of that yet. All the ones I'm finding are like a hundred dollar safes, maybe, right. maybe max two hundred dollar safes. So that's not not a big deal. But when we find those, you know, those really nice ones, I would one hundred percent like that one in Georgia. All six of those safes, I would have had a locksmith open them all because they were all really expensive, like thousand to two thousand dollar safes. Okay. So, so then, where where do you? That seems really annoying to have to sell all this stuff that you get. Where do you do that? I don't have to do it. I got so the guy I work with. He owns a, one of the larger auction businesses in, in Dallas. So his name's Grimes, and all I have to do is tell him I got a unit. He comes out with me. He sends his employees out. We do the video. They take all the trash. They take all the photos. They do everything. All the inventory. They sell it. They ship it. They do all the, the stuff. So basically, all I'm doing is fronting the cash to buy the units and then doing videos. Yeah. You probably make more on the YouTube videos anyway. Uh, yeah, the YouTube videos is mainly what I care about because I'm a content creator. But if I can at least break even on the units, um, that's the goal. But the thing is, on all the units so far, I probably make, I, I probably almost double the money on every unit, at least. Okay. Some of them, I've done like triple or quadruple the money I put into it. That's good business. Yeah, but it's, I'm telling you, it's not as easy as I'd make it seem. I just uh, got lucky and linked up with the right person. Oh, I know it's not. I, I sure wouldn't do it. There's no way I would do, I would do that. It's legal gambling, you know. In Texas, we can't gamble like this. And, and that kind of stuff, I go spend a thousand bucks, the chance to make four, I'm going to do it. I guess you're right. Makes sense. It's, it uh, scratches that itch if you're a gambler, for sure. Yes, it scratches my itch. I've got some itches that I that need to be scratched. <laughs> are, you, are you still standing out there by your flag? I am. How'd you, 
Yeah, I'm literally standing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just walking back and forth around, looking outside. So very naturally, else to do, dude. I thought about just going out and like, how am I going to film a video today? Is what I thought after my second episode of Ozark this morning. After drinking a couple cup of coffee, I was like, man, what am I going to do? I thought, you know what? Let's go drive the car about four feet, turn it on, and take the top off and just sit in it. And I was like, that's not a video. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I had the same thought this morning over my coffee, and I thought, what am I going to do today? Oh, I'll just call Rob and get him on video, just talking about random stuff. Oh, I'm here for you, buddy. So I you provided my content today. Good. Yeah. I'm glad I could, and I got to tell you stuff that I hope it's... It gets you excited, you know. It does. So, I would, I would say, you know, you're going to go home tonight and get excited, but you know what? I know you're already sitting at home. Uh, that's so, right. <laughs> I, mean, I can't make these damn jokes anymore because everybody's already sitting at their house. Oh no, that's terrible. All right, buddy. Always good to talk to you. Let's do it again sometime. Yeah, but I'm here for you. Hopefully someday I'll be able to hear those nice, soothing vocal cords of yours. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be the greatest time ever. <laughs> All right, dude. Say hi to Sarah. All right, All right bye. All right. That, I told you, he is an interesting fella. Like, that guy always has stories. You know these kind of guys that you meet? I'm sure everybody knows a guy like this where he just always has a story, and it's going to be one of the stranger stories you've ever heard in your life. Like going to Georgia and finding six safes and figuring out how he can bring them back in a U-Haul so that he could legally get firearms across the border. And that's just a day for him. Right now he's standing out by his flag thinking of uh, something interesting to do. As you guys are probably too. And that's the same thing I'm doing. That's all I got for today, guys. Thank you for watching. This, this podcast is intended for Monday morning drive to work. And I know none of y'all are driving to work right now. So um, hopefully you're still keeping a normal schedule, getting up at a normal time. That's been, that's been so important for me is no matter when I go to bed, I'm trying to wake up at the same time to try to just keep some, like when the world is out of control, I try to put any touch of control I can on it. And anything I can control, I go all out. So my watch, for instance, wakes me up. And I've been, I don't touch it. That alarm goes off the same time every single morning, no matter when I go to bed. And, um, that's what I can control in a world that we can't. So hope you guys are good. Stay safe mentally. We'll see you next Monday morning. Love you guys. Yee yee.